out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your hosts, Shandara Peschel and Steven Zhao, together with the Express Yourself Star On Air team. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. Now, here's Shondara Peschel and Steven Zhao to kick off the fun. Hey there, and welcome to our program, Express Yourself. We're a show by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. I'm Stephen Sal. And I'm Chandara Pashal, and we're the teen hosts for this show. This week, our Tough Talk series continues as we explore various topics that teenagers around the world have, well, a tough time talking about. And this is our third show in the series titled Teen Sexuality, a touchy and rather taboo topic. So taboo that I don't even have any funny stories, sadly. Um, sure you don't, Stephen. Wait, what's uh, that supposed to mean? I, just, uh, sure, Stephen. Well, <laughs> let's begin with one of our field reporters returning um, for the second week in a row. Courtney Chen reports from Danville, California with her segment titled, Book It. Welcome, Courtney. Hey, guys. So when I heard you were doing a show about teen sexuality... The book called Absolute Brightness by James Lesesne. I'm sorry, I'm really horrible with pronunciation, so I'm sorry if I butchered your last name, sir. Um, but anyway, <laughs> the book Absolute Brightness immediately came to mind. Uh, I read it a while ago because one of my really close friends who really loves reading, she loaned it to me because she thought it was a really beautifully written book about topics that people tend to avoid talking about, like teen sexuality. And I really agreed with her because I thought it was really, really well done. And the story starts off with Phoebe introducing her boring life by stereotyping herself as the less pretty younger sister of her family with no distinguishing characteristics whatsoever. And her mom suddenly drops the bomb one day that a completely unknown cousin of theirs would be staying with them for an indefinite period of time or at least until their uncle got back on his feet. So this 14-year-old kid called Leonard Pelkey, um, Phoebe thinks he's one of the most, like, the strangest person you could ever meet. He spends all his free time in Phoebe's mom's home salon, and he gives outrageous fashion tips to the elderly lady customers there, and he <laughs> wears platform sandals all the time. So Phoebe just thinks he's insane. And 
what she's really surprised at is that when he suddenly goes missing, she's one of the people who is at the forefront of the search parties and refuses to give up until answers are found. And I don't want to give any more out, so I'm going to leave it at that. But I think the reason why this book struck me so profoundly was that the author had an ability to talk about and imply touchy subjects really, really carefully. He never once mentioned Leonard's sexual orientation and the way he went about developing Leonard's personality and everyone's negative reaction toward it was really well done. And I thought it was really accurate to the way people acted today. So I think the character development in the book was definitely what made it an incredibly worthwhile read because like everything was so real and I thought it was just really well done. It presented the subject in a really, I don't want to say removed, but in a very proper, I guess. What's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the word I'm looking for. I think it's uh, something that's respectable. respectful. Yes, respectful. Yeah. But, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, Courtney, tell us more about this book. And you said this portrayal of Leonardo was interesting and respectful. What else can we learn from this that you've read about? Um, I think it just goes to show that even though someone is different who might seem like have a different sexual orientation, it doesn't mean that you can't like them, you can't accept them, because as Phoebe finds out, even though he is so different from what her normal life is, she finds that she came to really appreciate his presence at home. He made her life a lot more interesting, and that's why she was searching for him so so diligently. So more like, do you feel like positive or negative portrayal? Well, like you said, not really negative, more like, hmm positive or indifferent portrayal I guess yeah I feel like in the book the reaction of the public to Leonard was negative but then in the way that Phoebe reacted to the negativity and also Leonard's disappearance it made it presented different sexual orientations in a more positive light as in like a more accepting and like kind of promotional I guess like it kind of says just because people are different doesn't mean you can't accept them, you can't love them, like, quote-unquote normal people. I don't want to use normal, but... <laughs> Were the characters able to talk about their feelings to the adults in their lives? No, they couldn't. Phoebe definitely... She felt like she didn't have... She had no one to talk to. And I knew for a while in the book she felt really lost because the police weren't that helpful... Her aunt, well, no, sorry, her mom was busy. I can't, I actually can't quite remember what her mom's reaction was like. And her sister was kind of indifferent. So she suddenly felt like she was alone in how she felt. And she was really confused as to why no one cared more. Isn't that how kind of like most teens feel over their sexual feelings? I think so, which is kind of unfortunate. Because like it's hard like, to talk to adults yeah, sometimes about yeah. it. And you have like, you really do feel like you have no one to talk to except your friends, but then... They friends aren't always the best influence in this case. Yeah, yeah, they don't always know more. They don't always know what is good, and yeah. Yeah, yeah and so a talking to adults just is, makes people feel creepy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's, that's like the one thing... I feel like that's kind of the, the reason why I like having older friends, because I know a lot of my close friends, because of like youth orchestra and stuff and I have an older brother so a lot of my friends are older than me 
So I think that's probably one of the reasons why I liked having them around because yeah, they I felt can tell they you about things that you don't really know much about yet. Yeah. So it sounds like this book really talked, really actually um, is able to talk to people about what's the best way to keep an open line of communication so as to deal with these issues. Courtney, do you agree with that? Do you think it's very easy for you to talk to your older brother or your older friends about these things? Um, I feel like it really depends on the person because I, I know I'm a lot more of like a listener. So whenever someone wants to talk about things, I always try to make myself available in any way possible. But then I know other people, even though they're older than me, they're kind of more withdrawn about it. So it's a bit harder to talk to some people. But like with my brother, he's always really open. He's really he's really nice about everything. And even though he's three years older than me, but we, we hardly ever argue. If we argue, it's about really, really stupid things. So I like having him around because it's nice to be able to talk about someone older than me about really personal things. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And Courtney, do you... Actually, just going off of this book and into more deeper subjects, I mean, this show, this week's show is really about some of the touchy issues in our lives. And, okay, this is kind of awkward because I'm a guy saying this, but (laughs) do you, are there any other sources that you learn from about these subjects other than just like a literature book? Are there, um, again, like you said, older mentors or any other people or other things that you would turn to? Um... What's really unfortunate is that I have to say no, because to be completely honest, I think this is one of like maybe two books I've read about like sexual issues and I don't even remember what the other one was. So maybe like there is like the chicken soup books that I read when I was like in middle school-ish. But aside from that, like everything else I kind of learned was from the internet and all everything on the internet is really badly written and really the internet is not a, a trusty no method. it's not no. anything it really everything so negatively <laughs> and like people just putting broadcasting their own opinions everywhere not really like facts yeah exactly it's i don't know it's i think it's the way a lot of people find out find out about things and misinformation <laughs> yes and that's why there's so much prejudice around these days uh, totally. Um, do you think that, um, like, talking to school counselors, religious personnel, and coaches would be an option for a lot of teenagers today? Or do you think that still, because those people are adults, they wouldn't want to talk to them? I feel like school counselors... Or like, school nurses, too. Yeah, school, school, like, the school adult mentors would be good, but the problem is, like... I go to a pretty large public high school. So in my grade, I know there's at least 500 kids in there. And if there's four, there's four years. So it's like freshman to senior. So there's 2000 kids in one school. So even if you really did want to talk to them, it becomes a lot less personal because they don't know you very well. And it's kind of like talking to a stranger. Yeah. And actually, I think we've all had a lot of discussions and encounters with our school counselors. Um, I, for one, have not found them particularly uh, insightful. Maybe it's just <laughs> what I was thinking. It's just because there's so many students. And that's, I mean, I'm not blaming them at all. That's not something that's easy to deal with. Trying to, trying to help 350 individual students, that's pretty much impossible. Yeah. But I mean, I, I guess that's the flaw of society in that sense. 
Yeah. Like, even with just like even the simple school things, it's so hard to get an answer out of them. So I feel like with something as personal as like sexuality, sexual orientation, it's going to be even harder that way. Yeah. Thank you, Courtney, for joining us and starting off our show Uh very nicely. Um, Later on, if you guys, uh, if our listeners tune in, we're going to be talking to Heather Brittany, who will give us uh, much more information about how to keep up these open lines of communication, especially when there's not many people to talk to. (laughs) So we'll return after the break. Our special guest, Heather Heather Brittany, longtime radio personality and reproductive health specialist, who will be talking to us about teen sexuality. You're listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Stephen Zhao. And I'm Chandara Pashal. Don't go away. S-E-X Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good... Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Chandra Pashal. And I'm Steven Zhao, and we are your teen hosts. Today's program is dedicated to learning more about the very taboo subject for parents and young people, teen sexuality. 
Heather Brittany, our guest today, is a reproductive health professional specializing in teen sexuality. Her college focus was communications, women's studies, and English. As producer and co-host of Health Matters on Star Style Be The Star You Are Radio, which broadcasts on World Talk Radio every Thursday, live from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific Time, Heather has been bringing her research, enthusiasm, and healthy living tips to millions since 2004. Heather has a passion to help young adults make informed decisions. Heather co-wrote the chapter on sexuality with author Cynthia Bryan in the best-selling book, Be the Star You Are for Teens. Her goal is to get parents and teens talking honestly and frankly about that scary three-letter word, S-E-X. Welcome, Heather, to Express Yourself. Hello, hello. That was quite a great intro. Thank you. (laughs) Nice to meet you, Heather. Okay, just to start us off. When people say the word S-E-X, all <laughs> kinds of images, both good, bad, awkward, random, disgusting, come to mind. What is sexuality in your definition? Well, you know, it's one of those things that's difficult to truly devi- to, uh, <laughs> to define. But with us, uh, in my organization, what we consider sexuality is something that Starts at birth, ends at death, and it can be identified as gender identification, sexual orientation, or just feelings and emotions. So that's definitely true, but why, just looking from the teen standpoint, Heather, often I think at least most of the people, okay, I don't really talk to any of my friends about this, honestly, <laughs> but if it does come up, it's very one-sided. It's very, I feel like single narrow-minded view of what sex is as a teenager. Do you have any opinions as to that, especially just looking into the age range of what, 13 to 19 years old? Definitely. I think just you nailed it right there is it's something that a lot of people have a difficult time talking about. And if we can't talk to our parents about it and we don't feel comfortable talking to our friends about it, we really don't know that much about it. So a lot of times people get their information from TV or the internet. And again, they don't have the most accurate information. And so they just kind of talk about it as they think that, you know, other people are talking about it or how their friends expect it to be. Yeah, definitely not a good source of information. (laughs) What what is the best source of information? Because there's so much misinformation and then it's so true. It just gets passed on through everyone and somebody always ends up getting like so many things twisted and then they don't really talk to like any adults about it so they don't really get it corrected so what do you think is the best source of info for a teen well you're you're totally right again it's really hard sometimes i think the best a really great reference to go to is your parents but as we all know that can be awkward and weird and uncomfortable Uh, And I do say, you know, the internet can be great, but it can be trouble as well. So as as a healthcare professional, places like Planned Parenthood, for example, um, not only um, talk about, you know, and and do certain things in in reproductive health, but they uh, allow just educational classes. They can come to schools or you can just go to them and seek out non-biased health as just pure information it's not really about just sex as a whole, but really explaining the ins and outs and, and everything that kind of goes around with it. Okay, so talking to our parents about sexual issues, 
Okay, am I the only one who has a little bit of hesitation there? <laughs> it is, it does feel kind of, like, weird. I mean, I have a really good relationship with my mom, so I, I feel like I can pretty much talk to her about anything, but at the same time, that I can totally see is, like, something you just don't want to talk to somebody in their 40s about. So, <laughs> especially your own parents who see you completely differently, and you think they don't see you as a sexual being. Yeah, exactly. so Heather, how do you suggest we open up that source of communication with our parents then? Yeah, you're so right. Is I think that's something that parents are on the same side. A lot of times why parents aren't talking to their kids, you know, why kids aren't talking to their parents because parents don't want to talk to their kids about it. Sort of this ignorance is bliss. But uh, you kind of have the opportunity and you can take control of it. Uh, if your parents aren't talking to you about it, go to them. A lot of now uh, start doing uh, sex education and reproductive health as a required course in younger ages and sort of progress to more uh, age-appropriate information, you could encourage it with your parent of, you know, hey, mom and dad, today I just learned about contraception. What are your views? Kind of start a, a dinner table talk, showing them that you're comfortable to talk to them and open that door if they kind of turn away letting them know that you know you you want them um, to, that just because you're asking questions doesn't mean you're doing anything that you want to open that door of communication with them and hopefully they'll be accepting um, that you're you know, sort of being more of the adult to bring up this topic and uh, actually that's actually a good image but I don't know for some people it's just so difficult to talk to their parents even if it's just bringing it bringing in in natural conversation do you suggest any outside sources that could either facilitate a conversation between parents and children or just someone to turn to to outside of the family exactly you're so uh, if you don't feel you can talk to uh your parents the first you know right on here i always recommend that uh if you at least have an adult it doesn't have to be related to you and again, in talking with people in your own age group isn't always the best resource. So if you have a, a grandparent, aunt, uh, an older sibling, or maybe even someone else's parents, um, as you were saying, you have a really good relationship with your mom that maybe you can confide in that person and just asking questions to them as well. If, like, would bringing a book or talking to a doctor be a good way to, like, open the communication about it at the dinner table? Doctors or counselors, I guess. School counselors. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's fantastic. Again, is um, a lot, you know, with what information you share with your doctor is completely confidential. And just because you're asking questions doesn't mean you're doing it. And I think that's a great thing to reiterate. There's amazing books out there that talk about stuff. And again, as I said, that Planned Parenthood actually hosts uh, courses where they come in free of charge to either your school, to groups, if you're in Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts. And they even hold parents' nights where they talk to parents about it, um, which is amazing because a lot of times parents don't know the lingo or or they don't know how to approach their children with it. Um, So there are so many outside resources if you don't feel that you have um, a direct parent at home that you can talk to about this. And also about the school counselors we me- uh, uh, mentioned, Heather, do you have any experience there? Because last segment, Shandara, Courtney, and I were talking about 
uh, trying to get information from our school counselors, but they're so overworked that they don't have the time and ability to focus on a single person. Do you know anything about that and any advice? Well, I feel unfortunate with that situation. Uh, coming, I was uh, working in the health industry in San Diego, and there, uh, my clinic was right in between a high school and a junior high, and their school nurse actually would send patients to us, because just as you said, they get so overworked. So they would actually send students to us um, for us to do counseling, to just do talking with them, um, because they had so many questions and kind of felt like no one really had the time to listen to them, and we did. So I think you know, talking to your school counselor is a great resource, and if they, uh, if they you know, as you said, don't have the time to talk to you, just ask them what resource, local resources do they recommend um, that you or your friends could utilize. Um, what, would, what would a teen do, though, if like a parent or adult is like unresponsive embarrassed or like abusive towards the idea i think it's incredibly unfortunate that those things do happen i think just as you nailed it earlier that it's really hard for parents to think of their sons and daughters as sexual creatures just because you know sex sort of when they think about sex they only think of the one act they don't think about all the emotional and, and everything else that goes into it um so again i encourage you know encourage to talk with your parents but if you can't if it's not a good situation it's just beyond uncomfortable or possibly even dangerous uh, really seek those outside resources either um, you know an outside another family or someone you can confide in or if again I, I keep referencing back to Planned Parenthood has so many um, resources and has people hired just to do counseling just to purely um, educate people on that. Mm -hmm. And Heather, bringing it back to, I guess, individual teenagers, I mean, I think what guys talk about hookups, I'm not sure what girls, what the word is for the girls. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, and I don't actually really want to know what the word is, <laughs> but the idea is, what about, what are your opinions on that with individuals who are just in that zone where they don't know anything really, except for that very narrow-minded image, and what is the best way for them to learn more about it other than just talking to others in your idea? Yeah, well, I think, you know, it is unfortunate a lot of times people don't know a lot of information and there may be, you know, there's that locker room talk. So a lot of times people <laughs> talk about things even when they're not even doing anything. There's sort of this thing and a lot of times that's why teens feel pressured or they, they lie and say that they are doing things or they feel the need they do to do things for acceptance. So I think really, you know, it's getting to know yourself is that, you know, sex doesn't define you as a person. Nothing really does. It's who you are. And, and sort of that, you know, just because everyone else is doing a lot of times people are not. People just talk about it. Yeah, kind of, kind of yeah. like Greece where the boys exactly. act to Oh, you are so right on. That is a perfect example of it. And I saw that so many times with my patients that I would have patients come in and they'd come with a big group of friends and I'd get them in the back and be talking with them and they'd say, actually, I'm not doing anything. I'm just here because, you know, my friends are. And they had so many questions, but, you know, they wanted to look cool. And I think it's that thing, you know, that your mindset at that age, you know, you're not really thinking towards the future. Sex is not going to make you popular or smarter or anything yeah. like that. 
And so really, you know, step me up. I think get a book, find out things, be the one that kind of calls your friends out on something when they try to tell you about something. Hey, Heather, I'm so sorry to have to cut you off, but we are going to have to go to a break. This conversation has been really good about how to open up an open line communication between uh, teenagers and adults. And actually, for our listeners, next segment, Heather's going to return and talk more about sexuality to the individual as a person. What does it mean? What does love have to do with sex? And all sorts of things like that. For more information, pick up the book Be The Star You Are for teens in bookstores and online at www.bethestarur.com. I'm Stephen Sal. And I'm Chandra Pashal. And um, another great source is Planned Parenthood. So you can visit plannedparenthood.org. And um, you're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. You should visit us at btsya.com. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's almost showtime. Tune in to Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. What is No Antipreservatives all about? Well, it might be easier to say what isn't the show about. Your host will give it to you straight. His take on film, television, books, video games, and pretty much any other topic that comes up. He'll keep you safe and on top of the latest in media and let you know what to stick with and what to trash. Listen every week to No Added Preservatives, and each show will leave you wanting more. Tune in Wednesday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Chandara. 
and I'm Stephen, and we are your team hosts. Now, if you're just joining us, our special guest today is reproductive health specialist Heather Brittany. She is also a radio personality in her own right, bringing us health matters every week on our sister network, World Talk Radio, on the program Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Welcome back, Heather. Hello. Thank you again for having me. So, Heather, last segment, we started off with the word S-E-X. Ooh. This segment, I think we should take a look at a very similar word, L-O-V-E. Exactly. So, Heather, what are your opinions? How, do, how does love have to do with sex and vice versa? I think in just as everything we are talking prior is sex is so much bigger than just the act. There's so much you know, emotions involved, uh, rewards as well as consequences. And I think something that's really important is just because you love someone doesn't mean you have to have sex with them. As well as if you do love someone, I think if, if eventually, if you're at that time, both you and the individual know um, sex can be love, but it's only when you both, you know, when there's no pressure from either side, when it's a, you know, a mutual decision, uh, I think then, you know, sex can truly be love, but it's truly, there's so much emotion involved in the actual act of that. And uh, for, I actually really like that image. I mean, I've heard what, I've heard someone say this to me before when there, there was a counselor talk about it, and I actually, I actually thought it was very inspiring. You know, the media nowadays has all these portrayals of sex, and it's not necessarily, not necessarily the best portrayals. <laughs> and uh, I think what the person said is that media doesn't actually show too much it shows too little because it only shows the physical aspects. It shows one side. Yeah, it doesn't show the emotions at all. Exactly. You guys are right right on it. Just as the Mm -hmm. thing is that um, the way that we educate about sex is that it's wonderful, it's great, but at the same time, there can be negative. There can be, uh, you know, there's consequence. There's all kinds of stuff. People talking, your emotional life. And if people aren't ready for that emotional aspect uh, for it, then they're not ready for sex. And just as you were saying, the media only shows the physical. They don't show anything, you know, the thereafter, the, 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 the emotional side of that. And as we know, as human beings, our emotions are controlling everything. Um, so just as, you know, you care about your partner, I think love is an extremely important aspect of sexuality. Do you think that it, like, kind of encourages teens to get involved in risky affairs when they see that broadcasted on television? You know, I think possibly it does because if they don't have the right education, they don't know that this is just acting or they don't know that this is how real life is. A lot of times with our patients, you see that, especially in the male group, they're, after they've had their, their first sexual encounter, they're absolutely appalled at what happened and so surprised that it wasn't like, you know, some erotic video or something they had seen because that's just not how the real world is. And um, I think definitely, um, you know, your emotions and love really need to, to play into it. And as well, just as we've spoken earlier about it, about being educated um, on the topic and really knowing yourself. Exactly. And it's that's so true. And like, do you think, I don't know, do you think that like TV and films make sex seem like really sexy and appealing as opposed to something that is intimate? Like just kind of, um, 
it's hard to explain. Like, people who have random sexual relations are, it's kind of what you see a lot on TV as opposed to, like, people just in a committed relationship and have, like, trust and stuff. I, I think you're saying it completely is what we see on TV is just for our own entertainment purposes. We would probably be bored if we saw the mundane of the couple that's eating dinner and going shopping. They just kind of show for, again, for entertainment purposes, the, the girl that has a million dates and a million boyfriends, they don't show, again, um, you know, they don't show safe sex. They don't show the consequences of possibly getting a sexually transmitted infection or an unplanned pregnancy or, you know, your heart broken. They really only just show these casual affairs. And so it, it kind of becomes socially acceptable if that's, you know, if that's what they're on, is on TV, then that's what I should do too. And sometimes, you know, especially, you know, at younger ages, we're so impressionable and that kind of becomes our moral behavior. That's very true. And what are you supposed to do if you feel like you're being forced into um, sexual relations by somebody and you kind of don't feel the same way? Well, just as we were speaking earlier about love is a, is a big thing. And if, especially as a teenager, if you have a partner that is pressuring you into sex and saying, I love you or you know, I, I'm going to break up with you if you don't do this. That's not love. And you should know that you are the most amazing person and you always have the power to say yes or no to something. So if anyone is pressuring you and telling you start giving that ultimatum when it comes to sex, that is not a good relationship and that is not love. So you know that that person is not worth you. And I think by all means, you should break up with that person, leave that person. Or if there's any kind of, you know, endangerment, seek out help so that that person, you know, can't, you know, pressure you into any more of these situations. For what it's worth, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) So, Heather, I actually want to latch on and spend some time on discussing the dangers about sex that you mentioned in an earlier question. The whole HIV, birth control, condoms, this thing. What are your opinions on that and what advice do you have? Yeah, well, it's crazy. You would never imagine, but there's about 40,000 to 80,000 new cases of HIV every single year in the United States. And about half of those new cases um, are for people who are under 25 years old. Um, The big thing with us that the big thing we focus on is we used to call them sexually transmitted diseases, but disease sounds horrible, incurable. So now we call them STIs, sexually transmitted infections. For the most part, it's a treatable thing, but it's still a very serious thing. And chlamydia is actually the most prevalent um, bacterial infection um, with 13 and 19 year olds. And there's about 12 million new cases every single year. Um, with that being said, you know, a lot of times, just as we've been talking about, people don't have that education, don't know about birth control, don't know about contraception. And uh, truly, the only form that's going to prevent you is, is abstinence. But if you mm-hmm. are being sexually active, condoms are the only form of contraception that can prevent against sexually transmitted infections. And I think also part of it has to do with the overconfidence factor that occurs in most teenagers where we all kind of think we're kind of invis- invincible just because we're so young. 
do you think do you see that a lot in people you counsel do you see teenagers who are like oh it's not gonna happen to me whatever do you see that yeah completely my favorite I I hate the term but as something I think it's so funny when I hear when people say well I know I know he's clean I know she's clean and a lot of times you can't uh, you can't see if someone has an infection there's a movie that came out in the 1990s probably before any of you guys were born, um, it's called Kids, and it's this incredibly powerful movie, and it, and it talks about HIV and, it's, and the day in the life of this, this boy that has it and doesn't know, and it's so powerful and insane, but I think just as you hit on it, when we're younger, you know, we will do crazy things, you know, rather it's in a shopping car or running, going down a hill. And I think when it comes to sexuality, people always think it's not, it could never happen to me. Mm-hmm. But the fact is it could. And you gave us it, some, yeah. yeah, some really scary numbers. That's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So do you have any knowledge about, actually, we'll talk about, say, after. I mean, we know definitely before the best choice is abstinence and then the next best choice is condoms. But after What's your advice on what happens when someone has ex- has entered into a negatively influenced uh, sexual li- relationship? Exactly. What advice do you have to either break that off or get um, help on breaking it off or get medical help in any form? Sure, sure. Well, my first thing, too, if you ever do decide you're going to be sexually active, I think well in advance, you know, there's so many forms of contraception and condoms and talking with your partner, all that if you've entered into, if something, if you've, if sex has ever been forced upon you, um, if you are not consensual, that is considered rape by all means. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely, uh, if, even if you have your, the minute you say no and someone goes forward, that, that is unconsensual and that's rape. So definitely um, you know, seek out uh, medical help. Call 911. There's, uh, they can do particular kits. You know, talk to your, if, it's, if you guys are a teenager, you know, talking to your parents, um, just because it happened once doesn't mean it ever needs to happen again. Um, there's so many, again, the police, Planned Parenthood, medical care. Um, make sure that, that, you know, that this person is taken out of your situation um, so that you, know, you can have future wives have, have healthy sexual relationships and not, you know, not just continuous. Because a lot of times what can happen is um, if you if you don't identify that it's a negative relationship, it can begin to be a cycle, and this just becomes something you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Hey Heather, we're basically out of time now, but just oh, very no. quickly to end up, last question: in a sentence or two, what final advice do you have for teenagers when it comes to sexual encounters? Well, my biggest thing is if your parents aren't talking to you, talk to them. Um, a lot of times they're quiet just because they're, they're nervous about it just as well. And if you can't talk to them, seek out a responsible adult or seek out you know, great books, just as he says, Be the Star You Are for Teens or Planned Parenthood. Get that education and just know that you are the most amazing person. And when you're ready, you will be ready. And that's no one else's decision but your own. Thank you so much, Heather. That's a very great message. We're going to take a quick break. Listen to Heather Brittany on Health Matters every Thursday live from 3 to 4 p.m. on World Talk Radio's Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Or go to www.starstyleradio.com. We'll wrap up the show next segment as we continue talking about and summarizing what this idea of SCX is about. 
You're Ooh. listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Stephen Sal. And I'm Chandra Fashal. We'll be right back. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You just love your pets, but sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune in to Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Chandara Pashal. And I'm Stephen Zhao, and we are the team hosts for the show. And for those of you who are tuning, just tuning in right now, this is our continuation of our Tough Talk series with a show on teen sexuality. We've heard from Heather Brittany, rep- reproductive health specialist and radio personality herself, and to close up our show, we're bringing in, as usual, another team field reporter, Vivian Lee, with her segment titled, Say What? Thanks, Chandara. I am Vivian Lee from Walnut Creek, California, presenting Say What? And I'm here with your weekly fun facts. Um, I'm going to be honest, though. This week is not necessarily going to be fun facts, but more, more of a reality check because this Wait, week how is, is that fun, then? Yeah, so it's going to be just facts this week. Oh, wonderful. Because yeah, this week, I mean, this is a rather serious topic yes, that we're going to talk about. that is agreed. And um, the statistics that I'm going to share with you are pretty shocking, and it really makes you think about 
um, this adolescent stage of life that we all go through. So, so to start, um, we'll have, we have number one, one third of girls in the United States get pregnant before the age of 20. And every year, oh there are estimated to be about 750,000 pregnancies in the U.S. Um, in the teenage category alone. Did you just say one third? Yeah, one third of girls in the United States. That's really disturbing. Yeah, it's pretty Yeah, sad. like what's going on here? Like how is Oh what? my god. That's really disturbing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And you know, US also has the highest teen pregnancy rate in the industrialized world, and it that's basically twice as high as England or Canada and it's 10 times the number in Switzerland. So that kind of gives you a perspective on the US. It's I think yeah, it's like a I national heard- problem. Yeah, U.S. and I forgot there's another country. I want to say it's England, but I'm not completely sure. So that's not for sure. But um, I think those two are the ones with a lot of teen pregnancies. But yeah, mm-hmm. definitely U.S. is leading that, which is really, really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 80% of these teen pregnancies are, you know, as expected, in- unintended. And they occur among mothers who have not been married. Um and, you know, perhaps the most alarming aspect of this issue is that these teen moms are more likely to drop out of high school, score lower on tests, and more likely to stay single mothers for the rest of their lives. And only 1.5% have a college degree by the age of 30. So it really, like, wow. impedes on the education of mothers as well. So very, very sad. Um. Okay, let's move on to number two. Um, So there was a teenager named Gabby Rodriguez who faked a six-month pregnancy as a part of her school project. I actually heard about this a while ago. School project? Yeah. What kind of project? (laughs) Um, She just wanted to explore the effects of rumors and stereotypes and bullying. So she she stuffed her stomach with pillows? Yeah, basically. I mean, she definitely like went beyond the normal, normal uh, way to go about a project like this. And like, she basically kept this so-called pregnancy, um, like a secret from everyone else. So only her mother and her boyfriend and her principal knew that she wasn't actually pregnant, but the rest of her school thought that she was really. Wow. And That's so, actually really impressive, honestly. It, it is. And she had to endure, you know, teasing and taunting from yeah, her classmates. Yeah, to be able to go through that. Yeah. And it was for half of her senior year, too. So, like, six months. It's pretty, pretty long time. Dang. Yeah. Jeez. She had to wear, like, handmade wire mesh and quilt to create a realistic baby bump. And it would grow every few months. And it was very, like well executed if some if that kind of makes sense and her boyfriend also he even kept this a secret from his own family okay that's wow. just a little weird that's it was really it was crazy. a very yeah very realistic experiment right here but experiment okay what what do you think came out of that do you have any knowledge about that um i'm not too sure but um she wanted she wants to she wants and i think actually she's probably a college freshman right now she's she's studying sociology in college so this is something that she just um always wanted to kind of explore i guess and um she actually revealed that her pregnancy wasn't real 
after the six months, and obviously the school was completely shocked. And I think she goes on about what she learned from it, but I I didn't really catch on to that. So <laughs> not sure, sure how can... much you can learn. Well, you can learn a lot about rumors and stuff, but I, I don't know. It's, I think experiment. it's mostly psychological. Yeah, you know, maybe. like how fellow students view you and how that makes you feel and. Kind of reactions. I think that's what she was more looking at, not like motherly instincts or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so kind of to continue on with this bullying um, theme, as we all know, bullying is a very major problem in this education system, and it's an totally. issue that's been coming out very recently. Um, there's been tons of legislations. Um, one example being the Michigan's controversial math safe school law. Um, I didn't know. I don't know if you guys caught that in the news, but not sure. A I lot haven't of, paid attention to the news so. too much yet. <laughs> well, it's just to kind of go off on a tangent on that. It's basically um, they added an amendment saying that if you have religious ish, religious reasons for bullying, then you can get away with it. Wait, and it really? was really it was really controversial because the person who wrote the bill was saying, "How can you have religious reasons of bullying? That's just that's just nonsense." And so. Yeah, that was that made an issue a few months ago. I can't but, imagine. Um, and you know, like with bullying, a lot of those victims are from the LGBT community, and over ninety three percent of teenagers hear derogatory statements and tauntings about orientations, um, especially in their schools and in the community. And seventy eight percent of gay teens are teased, and twenty two percent of these students have skipped school for safety reasons. And, um, you know, there are many outlets for those who feel that they need a voice or, you know, just someone to listen and they get yeah. the, it gets better project. It's one of the leading campaigns where a lot of celebrities have lent their voices on the issue. And the Trevor project is another organization mm-hmm. and stuff. Like yeah. That. Yeah. We've heard of the Trevor project. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess, you know, what I wanted to say with this one is that it really does get better. And um, there are always someone who's willing to listen and support. So, um, yeah, that's my little message there. Yeah. <laughs> do you have anything else for us? Um, well, I do have a lighter kind of a fact for a you. A lighter might be more preferable right now. Yeah, We're a little depressing. A and lighter, depressed. and I was like, <laughs> oh, I meant like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I meant, I meant like a more um, less serious, I guess. Um, so we all know Sesame Street, right? With Elmo and Big Bird and Cookie Monster. And of course, there's that really famous duo of Bert and Ernie. Yes. And I personally did not suspect this, but apparently over the last 40 years, there have been speculation on the best friend's actual relationship. Oh my God. <laughs> I think the I've Sesame... heard about that somehow. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> And the Sesame Workshop has actually confirmed that the two are not romantically linked. But, like, wow. even more surprisingly, they're not only gay, but they're also not straight, according to them. They say that, Bert, um, and to directly quote, Bert and Ernie are best friends. They were created to teach preschoolers that people can be good friends with those who are very different from themselves. Even though they are identified as male characters and possess many human traits, they remain puppets with no orientations. So That's I thought that was very way to take the middle line. I know, right? It's like they're not really people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And I think what they were trying to do is like not make 
the show a political statement. Yeah. It's really just like a show for little kids to it's learn. It's a show aspects. for anybody. It's not like we're going to, yeah. you know, make people mad by saying one thing or the other. Like, it's kind <laughs> of, I mean, it's kind of dumb, if, like, because there are people who are actually, like, I've read, like, that actually, like, called it out and were like, this is inappropriate. And it's, like, it's it was never said or, like, nothing was ever, like, I don't know. Like, nothing ever insinuated they were in, like, a romantic relationship. It is a children's show, so, like, children aren't going to watch that. Like, any kind of and romantic And they're not going to think that. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> yeah, male or female or, like, male and female, whatever. Like, it's not, it's not their concern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Their concern yeah, is definitely. counting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other ways to learn, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> is that well, it? He, yep, that's it for today. All right, thank you so much. Um, thank you, Vivian. Not thank as much you. fun as expected, but you know, yeah, I think it, it does cover. Next time. Next well, yes, time. but it does cover <laughs> the theme of the show very well, and we're talking about very uh, specific things that are difficult to talk about. And I think Vivian, you did a great job of bring a little bit of humor, not too much, <laughs> to it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Vivian. And thanks so much uh, for joining us here on Voice America Kids. And thanks to Star Style Productions for producing the show. And we are your hosts, Chandara Pashal. And I'm Stephen Zhao. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Express Yourself. We want to hear your thoughts, and we want to answer your questions. So email us at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. That's btsyateenradio at gmail.com. Check out our website at btsya.com. btsya.com. You can upload your creative works at our site for free. Get involved with the Be The Store Your Charity. And as we all know, we would really appreciate your donations. So most of all, remember to express yourself. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine. Between the lines If you would let yourself